Ayla, the podcast, and today we have another interview from Pack South. This time, we're talking with the CEO of StackUp, Stephen Machuga. If you remember, an interview with Stephen was actually one of our very first episodes way, way, way back at Pack South 2017. So it's all come full circle, and I hope you enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Wild Podcast, and we're live from PAX Out 2020 in San Antonio, and we're here with Steve Machuga. Hey everybody, welcome. Uh, yeah, we were just talking about how I was your first interview back in, or one of your first interviews. You know, our very oh, first right. interview. So oh, for those of you who don't remember, Steve Machuga is on episode three, and we are now at episode 127. <laughs> Things from, had between them. Yes, yeah. from Stack Up, and um, obviously we've done a few things with Stack Up over the years, and yes. uh, we kind of wanted to come back around and talk to you because obviously Stack Up has grown. We kind of want to see between what have you done from the past year? You've kind of done the gaming awards. You've kind of got famous. We're standing under a banner of Stack Up the Tame from the Raptors. Yes, yes that uh, ironically. Well, you put these booths together, and as a charity, they push you as far back into the corner as possible. We can't, like, we're helping. <laughs> so we spent half of our, you know, online time when we back in the airport. Hey, I'm here and wherever. We, we can't find you guys. So we figured we'd give this a try, and holy shit, it's been amazing. People are just like, I can see you from everywhere. I came right over. It's like, so it's expensive, but it was definitely one of these, like, all right, this is, it's been worth it. But as far as what the charity's been up to, I mean, the big the big change since we really talked to you last time was the Overwatch program. Yes. Suicide prevention awareness and our pivot into mental health awareness. Because, and uh, we're, we're finding it's, obviously the suicide is, is important, but as far as the charity goes, not every not everybody can understand what it's like be, having served in the military. Everybody, not, you know, Year of Our Lord 2020, everybody can relate to mental health in some way, shape. Everybody's got anxiety. Everybody's got problems. And they can definitely understand, like, so imagine you were in the military and you have all these other problems. Like, imagine having anxiety, but, like, ten times worse having served in the military. And, like, I can understand that. I didn't serve. My family didn't serve. But I have anxiety. I can understand that. And it's opened us up to a whole new population of people that get us now. So it's it's kind of changed, and then obviously the suicide prevention, which I think really really rationally things up for us because it's one you know all of our programs are mental health based, and we never thought of it that way. Like good morale, you know, being able to opening up a supply, one of our supply crates and getting an Xbox while you're deployed overseas, or you know you, you kind of forget that gaming is a luxury for a lot of folks, like, or could be a luxury, but a lot of the requests we get from folks that are back home is like, I, I, don't, I didn't used to play games with my, my guys or my unit, and I couldn't, I couldn't pay for rent or whatever. I had to sell it. So we're, we're finding that that's another big piece of it. Well, here we'll get crazy. Every now and again, we'll get a crazy request like, hey, my PlayStation 2 finally broke, and I have no idea. Like, wow, really? <laughs> so, yeah, things like that. But, um, but the suicide prevention piece uh, has just taken it to a new level because we're having conversations with individuals now that it changes it changes everything. Like it's, it's individuals who are at their worst point in their lives. They don't know where else to turn. The VA is just pumping pills into them, and they don't feel comfortable going to the VA or getting you know psychiatric help that they need. And we act as kind of a bridge where it's like, hey, we're a community that if you need to talk to somebody, you know, we can jump in a game, we can get you in a position where you feel comfortable. I mean, 
I kind of had that realization a couple of years ago. I did an interview with uh, uh, Polygon, and they had me sitting in front of a playing uh, Battlefield. And I was doing the interview while I was playing Battlefield. <laughs> and I watched the interview later, and like, the, the shit that was coming out of my mouth, that, you know, when you're... When you're doing an interview, you kind of have your walls up. You're kind of guarded. You're like, here's what I can't say. Here's what I can't say. When you're when you're multitasking, as a lot of people like saying, thinking that they're, oh, I'm a good multitasker. No, you're just doing two things really poorly. Uh, and I was one of those guys for a long time. Like, I'm good at multitasking. It's horrible. I didn't realize. <laughs> so watching that interview was like, uh, hey, there's something here. Like we can distract folks and get them to talk about what's really on their minds while they're playing games. So it turned into. But the Overwatch program is more about just servicing individuals who come in through our Discord and help out, you know, get them talking or get them off the ledge and get them the support, the real support they need. Because we just have trained volunteers. Right. So, and I'm sorry, that was a very, very long... That was a great answer. Oh, no, that was a great answer. Oh, okay. um, I, can, I just kind of expand on that, because obviously we talked about going to Discord, making comfortable and everything, but you all actually work with, like, what, the American Society of Suicidology. There we go. Yeah, and then obviously in uh, other types of uh, kind of becoming a resource, and you kind of go pointing to, like, coming, I guess, from, like, we're just talking in Discord to almost becoming, like, an official resource. Yes, that was definitely a surprise when we got that. I thought... When we put in for that, and that's a, that's a national, it's the national resource directory for for the government. Yes. And uh, I put in for that as almost like a joke. Like, okay, well they never, if they even see this, you know, request three years from now, and within like a week, they're like, get your in. <laughs> oh, okay, that was fairly simple. I, I, but I mean, we met all the requirements, and they, you know, I guess they saw what we were doing over here. It was like. I think that we obviously the VA is overwhelmed. Right. We don't have the support, and anything that they can throw against the wall and get some help with, I, I think they're going to. And then our work with the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, opened up a lot of doors with that as well. <coughs> Sorry, you're fine. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I mean, for people who are listening, when you're at a convention and you see a gaming charity, you don't think of the CDC or like no. a group that works yeah. with the CDC, right? Like, uh, can you go into that a little bit? Uh, we applied for a grant a couple of years ago with them uh, because they were looking to come up with solutions for the ever, you know, ever growing suicide problem in this country, and it's only getting worse. It's the second largest, the second, uh, second most. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Leading cause of death for 18 to 35 year olds in this country. And okay, we're back. Uh, so yeah, it's the second leading cause of death in this country for 18, like military age males and females. So it's like no one has a right answer. So I'm sure they saw what we were doing, and that was the big conversation we had with them. It's like you guys are doing something. You are bringing support to individuals where in a place where they feel comfortable. And that was the big piece of it. It was like we're doing something that they can't do in, the, in at their facilities. We're getting guys at three in the morning in their recliners while they're playing games where they feel comfortable. And if we can if we can hit them there, then you know we can act as a buffer until they can go get the help they need. So yeah, it's a big that, that CDC that, that partnership with them is really really important. Awesome. Um, I guess from, um, I guess from there because now that you all I guess are. Going big. I guess, what is the next step? Because obviously we went from gaming to now kind of like CDC, 
what is next for that guy? The big joke right now for 2020 is, <laughs> all right, it's our million-dollar year. Right. We raised three-quarters of a million dollars last year. And uh, we're, it's, a, it's a stretch, but we're trying to – and and it's, it's, it's an unpopular conversation because I should be, as a charity worker, I should be like, well, we want to help more people. But in order for us to help more people, we need to raise more money so we can keep the lights on, so we can do what we're doing, more, more awareness, more, more counselors, more people helping, more staff, and then helping more people. So dollars translates to being able to help more people. So that's, but that's, that's, our, that's our goal right now. There's a lot of like sub goals under that as far as like here's where we can go next, like an actual office space where we can have like a, a sales team and the suicide team brought together. Like we, we've got ideas, but I mean, we'll see where this year goes. It's kind of one of these things where we have some goals in place, but as random opportunities have been getting dropped in our laps, it's like we're not changing the mission at all. But some of our goals might shift based on how like the response. Will be. If you guys had the uh, ninja race money, you all had a we certainly did. Uh, that was uh, it. Wasn't so much raise money; it was the the, the family feud. Win money. There we go. Yeah, it was very much like oh, this guy's gonna go by. Right? But yeah, that was right. No. Uh, let me finish up. No worries. I just want to say, perfect. So I don't think he's in the mood right now. I will. I will hunt you down. Thank you very much. Can't hide. Nope. <laughs> can't hide. Um, I'm really trying, guys. Um, but um, where were we at? Shit. The ninja, ninja thing. Oh, ninja. Yeah, the family feud thing. It wasn't so much. I mean, thank God. I mean, he won. That was awesome. But it was one of those things where, you know, he, he pulled it out in the clutch at the end there. We were kind of like, because the other teen slash family, they still took home 10K. But because he won, we, we ended up getting 25K. And almost more than the money was the ninja doing something for us because we had a lot of people reach out to us afterwards about who didn't know who we were and then it was because they brought us on the map it was kind of like it was it, it was a level of awareness you know for smaller charities I mean we're at the point now it's like breast cancer awareness like I think we're good we got it we know what it is um, but for an organization like ours awareness campaigns are pretty useful so anytime anybody's doing something like that for us out there in the world, it's really useful, especially a name like that. So when I when I ran into them at the Game Awards, it was like the first time I I had never actually met them. And ironically, the funny part, actually funny story, um, a year ago was when we first found out that they were Ninja's manager slash wife Jessica yes. randomly DM'd us on Twitter and said like at Pack South last year. So we're at the Airbnb at like 11 o'clock in the morning, like, was it like 10 or 11? And I was still in bed, kind of just lazing around. And Sketch, who runs, Brian, who runs our social media, like, like texted me, he's like, wake up, <laughs> get up here now. I was like, what okay, what's going on? I was like, hmm, what's going on? Show me the DM, like, holy shit, it's like, and of course you're like, okay, well this is going to change everything. Now we're best buds with Ninja, like, and it was not that. It was it was a one-off thing. Like we were we were kind of thinking like, hey, now we're best buds. We're going to like do all kinds of. He's going to invite me to his awesome thing. We're going to do all this awesome <laughs> stuff. It wasn't. It was like obviously they they're getting hit up about a million times a day, and it was like one of those like the fact that they even so the fact that they were able to like we didn't reach out to them at all. 
Yeah. We didn't do anything. The fact that they found us and they said, we want to work with you guys for this thing. Like, I didn't realize how much of an honor that is. Because just yeah. to cut through the noise and bullshit that those people must get on a day-to-day basis, it's huge. So, but it took from that moment in January 25th of last year, all the way to, all, like, they didn't tell us what. They didn't say what they were doing. It's like, we're doing something for you guys. And so our 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 minds ran wild. We're like, they're gonna invite us to their compound, fly some ventures out. We're like, we're like, what does this mean for us? It took months to get that. And then they said, all right, we're doing a, a television show. And then it went dead again. And we're like, we're trying to get more information. It's like, what's the television show? Like, what is it? What is it? And then June, they told us, okay, it's family feud, this that, the other thing. And then it went quiet again. It was like, all right, well now we know what this okay. So and they had done family feud before. They're apparently they they had done family feud couple of years previous as a family before the ninja explosion yeah. and ironically so they brought him back on for that which is like the fact and then the ironic part about all of this is they barely even mentioned the charity at the event like the, at the family it's like and he's raising money for stack I'm so ninja tell us about it like didn't say anything about the charity it was like ramped right over it, it was like, ah. so you can't win them all but the awareness campaign that ninja brought to us was usually it's awesome and glad we do and hopefully we'll do something again. Awesome. I guess my last question is how was how was the gaming awards? Game you awards? ended up on the big screen, everybody knew you took so many photos. How was those forty eight hours or twenty four hours? Um, so if you saw the game awards, you saw me in that ridiculous red suit. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, I wanted to I had been meaning to do that suit thing for a while and then the game awards thing came along like, well, now we have a reason. I'm in Los Angeles. Let's go do this. So I took a friend of mine out who is a fashion designer and I'm like, do me up. Like, let's do this. And she picked all that out and I was like, the six to seven hours before when I was putting it on, I'm like, I have made a horrible mistake. <laughs> this is going to be so embarrassing. I'm going to look like such a jackass up there. I got there and the game awards, like developers are showing up in their best hoodies, so I come rolling up and they're like, "What is this guy doing?" But it worked out beautifully because people like they saw me in the lobby, they saw me like they're like, "Oh, you're that guy," and it was it, it, it was so it really worked out well. Like and uh, the aware again awareness that that audience of people who are there for that thing, like it's it's some of the biggest VIPs in the industry. And it was from there we, we ran it. We met up with Norman Reedus and his people, their their uh, publicists and everything. Like it, it led to a lot of like different things that we're looking at in 2020 as far as trying to do something there. But I mean, it was it was an amazing opportunity. My phone exploded. Like it was just like <laughs> one of those things. Like the because we went on, they showed our bit right before the butts and honeydew and that yeah. whole thing, and I knew that was coming. But because my phone was like, rah, 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 and I'm just like, shit, like just texts and voicemails and people and I'm just like, so I'm trying to watch this and I'm trying to respond. Oh, thank you very much. Like, oh, this is awesome. Thank you. Like, oh, hey, see you. I saw you. Oh, thank you. Like, because it was, it really went out to 30 million people like, as far as people watching that thing. So it's like, again, awareness campaign. Yeah. So, and the funny thing about that whole thing is, like, when I heard that they were doing this, like when we got the nod for this thing, I thought like, hey, look, you don't get into this line of work. Like, you don't get in this line of work to be famous. You don't yeah. get in this line of work to make a lot of money. So, but that said, 
I knew what that program was. I knew what Facebook, like, uh, Global Gaming Citizen was. And I'm like, Steve Machuga, Global Gaming Citizen. <laughs> That's so nice. Uh, <laughs> and then it took, so I started explaining my story, and when I started talking about the suicide awareness stuff, they go, "Oh, that's fascinating." And it was like, and so they like, and I was like, "Yeah, our our counselor up in Seattle, Matt, like he's the guy who's in charge of it. He's got a hell of a story." And I'm like, "Oh, so let's talk to Matt about all this." And I'm just like, you, "Okay, like, yes, <laughs> and me too, right? Like I'm in there too, right?" And so. It kind of, and so you watch the bit, and it's primarily about Matt and his like thing. And so there's this little like demon in me that I'm like, that was my man. <laughs> but when you watch the video, it makes perfect sense. It's like it couldn't have been, it shouldn't have been about me. It should have been like for the for the good of the organization, they couldn't have cut that better. Like it really came, and I still get my little my face up to them. See you. But it really worked out. Like I, I, it was a great piece that they put together, and we were up there for three days shooting for a two-minute segment. <laughs> Holy shit, guys! And the things that they put in there that were cut, like there's Sketch was laughing because like we were again three days of shooting. There was some good stuff that was cut on, the, on cutting room floor, and there was so much like filler. Like there's a flag waving in the back. Like really, <laughs> this five-second shot of the, the American flag waving against the sun was like. You, you cut out actual content for like, like patriotism. <laughs> so, but, uh, anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, so that's that. It was an amazing moment. Happy to do it. We'll probably never have that. I mean, that's that's a once in a lifetime thing. I mean, they're not going to bring us back up there again next year. Like, and back again. It's like so that was a one and done kind of thing. So. But we're part of a, it's kind of like a 30 under 30 thing for yes. Forbes. Yeah. It's like, so we made this cut. We're part of an alumnus now. We don't know what that'll do for us. But it got seen by a lot of people. It put us on, again, put us on the map for a lot of, like, VIPs and organizations that didn't know we existed. And the, the following 48 hours, it was a flurry of emails. And, oh, I saw you on the Game Awards. And then we're right back to normal. Like, <laughs> nothing happened. It's the same thing happened with the Ninja. So, oh, my God, I saw your family feud. It's amazing. 72 hours later. <laughs> so, and the funny thing is, the joke that I made about all of it was, we got over 200 requests for support within the next week, and we raised $20. <laughs> so, if that doesn't tell you the charity experience as a whole, like, people asking for help, but not asking so, but it is what it is, so. I'm not going to lie, I would have been disappointed if you did not show up in a red suit. Yeah. It was, that? I would have been disappointed if you did not show oh, up in a red suit. Oh, yeah. No, it would have been red something. But, I mean, it was one of those, like, what am I going to, I can't wear a hoodie. Like, I, I, it was, it's, it's our Oscars. I, yeah. I thought that I was literally standing in line with folks, like, developers. They're wearing, like, their best T-shirts. And it's like, you know a the little over, overdressed. $1,000 jacket, graphic tee. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Phil Spencer, right? Yeah. Here's my battle toes. I mean, I will say, we were each watching our own offices, and immediately Matt was like, Steven! I was like, oh my god, that's Steven! Like, automatically, like, when he came on, I was like, oh shit, that's cool. It, it, it definitely is one of those, and we got more time than a lot of the awards do. Yes. yes. I mean, it was like, yes. it was a two-minute bit, and then you think about, like, all right, best sound design, ramp right over that. They would have started reading them from a list Yeah, sometime. it's like, here's this list, it's like, Jesus Christ. It was it was surprising. Like, you got more time than the, than the best voice actors. You got more time than Matt Michelson. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. Man. It's like you know, if we're not like we didn't get any actual hardware because there was a part of me like, oh, 
I say, yes, I'm like, we get one of those things? Because we'd love to put it in the office. In my office. But, uh, but yeah, they're like, no, it's a little different. They go, fine, I guess I'll take all your love and admiration. But no, it was it was an amazing opportunity. I, I don't know where, I don't, I honestly don't know where we go from like it's kind of one of these like we're we're checking off all these great things in the games industry, and now it's like I guess now it's like all right let's see what else is out in the universe. Like, I guess we break into mainstream as the next real major piece. You can start showing up on billboards in Times Square and stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, really, it's like it's like all right, we're doing pretty well here in our little fish bubble, our little fish bowl. They say small, big fish, small pond kind of mentality. Yeah, something. Like now that. it's like all right, now we got to start taking our show on the road. Yeah, and trying to get people who don't get gay. Into it, but that's that. That population is getting smaller and smaller every year. Yeah. You know, it's like we're talking to Fortune 500 companies, and you talk to C-level staff, and they're just like, "Well, I don't get it." But let me tell you about my 20-year-old son. Holy shit, it's all he talks about. It's like, yeah, we know, because you raised him on an iPad with Minecraft on it, and now he knows video games, and that's there you go. So you know, it's just a matter of time before those kids are either putting on uniforms, joining the service, or, you know, next congressmen, senators, like, people in positions of power, we're going to have a president who's played through GTA 6 or 7. <laughs> it's just, it's really just a matter of time. Like, we're taking over the world. And uh, we've been riding the, the last 10 years, well, five years from now, but we've been riding this wave of just, oh, video games is this huge, multi-billion, hundred-billion-dollar industry. It's the, and it's so weird that the three of us, we, we picked an industry that, like, we could just be big fly fishing fans or yeah. technologists or whatever. It's like, no, video games. What are the chances that we picked the exact right hobby to just be enamored with and then the rest of the world's like, yeah, this is pretty fucking cool. <laughs> like, yeah, we know. We've been doing it since we could stand up vertically. So it's, it's a lot of fun to watch like not only us grow, but watch the entire industry grow as in watching people shoehorning gaming into things that obviously don't fit but they're tr the fact that they're trying yeah. is, is amazing and so I think the next big big step for gaming in general is going to be esports they're going to figure out esports somehow whenever they figure that thing out like that when that gold rush finally strikes gold I think that's where it's really good. so we're going to get a stack up esports oh god no <laughs> <laughs> esports is as I was saying gold rush but I mean esports is so frustrating to work with I mean We've never really gotten anything of any substance from any esports team ever because they're focusing on winning. Yep. And even having the adults in the room, like their focus is on making their people win and everything else is distant second. Yeah. Especially because it's all about bringing in money because a lot of these orgs are underwater. Like it's a $20 million price tag just to get into the OWL, yeah. Overwatch League. And it's like, all right, so you're already under the gun there that way. And so. They don't. They don't have a need to do charity. They don't. They don't want to do charity. So yeah. esports has always been. It's been tough. We've worked with a group, a bunch of groups out there, and they, oh yeah, we want to do stuff for charity, and then nothing ever happens because the reality is they have to win these games. Yeah. That's it. That's all that matters. So for the people who do want to do stuff for charity and can do it, how do they get in touch with you guys? How do they find you guys? And how do they? How do they help out? Stackup.org is the website. Head over there. We've got a bunch of different... Do some research over there, but if you have individual questions about getting involved, there's a contact form. Just fire one out there, and we will get back to you in a timely fashion. Discord's also another good place. That's where our suicide team's on, but we have a pretty sizable uh, team on Discord. Uh, just discord.gg stackup.org. 
Uh, all spelled out. Stack up D O T O R G. And head over there. Awesome. Did you have anything else? No, that's it. Awesome. Where do they find you? How, yes. Like, where do they oh, find you on the interwebs? I primarily reside on Twitter. That's my platform <laughs> of choice. Uh, I haven't started my TikTok account yet. <laughs> but yeah, Twitter is Shanghai Six, all spelled out. S I X. The end of it. Just find me over there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us again. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> where the fuck are we all going to be in three years from now, right? I don't know. Woo! That's a big question, this, yeah. It's one of those, don't look too hard at it. If you stare into that abyss <laughs> too long, you'll go nuts. Like, well, five years from now, where are we going to be?